I know, I know. You all have been missing out recently with KB withdrawals. But that being said, please don't worry. We are back at it. And I would like to welcome you to a long-awaited episode of Kill It With KB. This episode will be interview style. I will be interviewing one of my best friends from college, Nalima, on art, medical school, and the journey with medicine. So Nalima has had quite the journey with medicine so far. She is graduating with her MD this summer, starting a competitive residency in ophthalmology, and basically killing it at adulting, which is freaking amazing. For all of you listening out there, that probably sounds vague, right? Who is Nalima? What does she do? What's the story? So I'll give it to the, give you the floor, and you can go ahead and tell everyone about yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Karishma. Uh, hey everyone, uh, my name is Nilima. I'm 26 years old. Um, like Karishma said, I recently completed medical school in St. Louis. I'm going to be starting ophthalmology residency in Chicago very soon, which I'm super excited about. I met Karishma in undergrad uh, through a mutual friend, actually. I remember loving how bubbly and goofy she was. Um, <laughs> And then we actually went on a mission trip together to the Dominican Republic, uh, where we got closer. And then I believe we started hanging out more after that. (laughs) Um, And then we actually became better friends after college, uh, which is weird because we were like halfway across the country, sometimes even halfway across the world. (laughs) But a brief overview of my journey through medicine so far. I'm actually the first person in my family to be in the medical field, so I didn't really have much knowledge about the profession until later in my life. Um, But growing up, I realized early on how a physician can significantly impact not only a patient's life, but also his or her family's life uh, by contributing to their health, um, which is like the fundamental need that allows us to carry out our daily activities and pursue our desires, you know. So understanding all of that and wanting to play a direct role in patient care is what really got me interested in medicine. In terms of uh, the specialty, um, I never really considered ophthalmology until I did an elective uh, towards the end of my third year of medical school. And when I did, I I found that it married um, a lot of my interests together. Um, For example, I really enjoy art, um, and when I learned more about the microprocedures in ophthalmology, I found several parallels um, with with those procedures in art. Um, I also really like the fact that I can do procedures that were relatively short um, that felt more substantial to me, um, and it would open up a lot of more opportunities for service, um, which I'm super passionate about. Um, I also feel like I connected better with the patient population in ophthalmology um, than other specialties. Um, I struggle with myopia, so I know what it's like not to be able to see well, Um, but luckily my vision is corrected uh, perfectly with glasses and contacts. Um, I realize that like not everyone is as fortunate though, Um, you know, and some people have more severe disease processes. So like learning the how basically the intrinsic value of preserving vision um, was so significant to me and um, you know it gave me a sense of purpose so I decided to pursue it. Um, That's amazing. I I think that you know sight is 
something we all take for granted and um you know to basically to be being able to dedicate your entire life to you know service to site basically service to humanity is very powerful so yeah. that's amazing so <laughs> needless to say i feel that um you know it's, it's been a busy four years busy eight years we include undergrad um how is life right now this you know, must be the biggest sigh of relief that you've had since starting colleges, starting college, um, basically the calm before the next storm, right? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's actually pretty good. <laughs> I know, I know it's a crazy time for our world in general, um, with lots of uncertainty and lots of fear. Um, I'm really grateful to be able to be in a position where I can quarantine at home with my family. But I know not everyone can do that, you know, especially our um, essential workers in healthcare and other jobs. So we really, really appreciate all of those people out there in the front lines. Um, for me, though, um, I'm in between medical school and residency. So it almost feels like summer vacation, like back in elementary school. <laughs> um, like I honestly can't complain. Um, it's It's been a great time to kind of focus on myself, to reflect, um, to catch up on sleep, uh, to spend a lot of time with family, spend time working out, exploring hobbies like cooking. Um, so yes, the calm before the storm that will be residency, like you said. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Definitely, definitely well-deserved. Um, but that being said, you know, now you kind of, you're on the other side of it compared to M1s coming in or even pre-meds in college when they're just beginning the journey. Um, did you ever feel burned out throughout this process? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> the the burnout was almost palpable at some points, um, especially especially during my first round of board exams, um, where you basically have to study like twelve plus hours a day, pretty much every day for weeks on end, <laughs> with uh, very little human interaction and very little time to do things that you enjoy, and um, also pretty much all of third year of medical school is taxing. Um, you're dedicating a large part of your day towards clerkships. And then whenever you do have free time, you're pretty much studying all the time. So I remember specifically this one time, I think it was during the middle of my third year, I, I felt so mentally and physically exhausted. You know, I was trying to balance everything that was third year trying to decide what specialty to pursue and some other personal things um, and I, I realized that I wasn't really able to develop a healthy response to all of the stressors because I was neg neglecting my um, you know physical and mental well-being um, I wasn't eating the healthiest I wasn't regu regularly exercising um, you know I wasn't seeing my friends as much so I felt distant from my friends and family um, I basically wasn't taking time for myself. Um, so that was almost like a wake-up call, you know, it helped me understand how this is a marathon and not a sprint. <laughs> um, so uh, I started giving myself about like half an hour every day, um, whether that was to exercise or to call a friend um, or to draw or just be alone, you know, to myself and process my thoughts and emotions. Um, and certainly things got a lot better um, when I had more time fourth year. Um, yeah. 
Nice. Wow. Yeah, I can only imagine, you know, what that process was like. Um, kind of have an idea. We've kept in touch a decent amount. But yeah. <laughs> it's good. I've that- definitely called you at midnight sometimes uh, to vent and cry. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> but it's okay. You've, you know, you've overcome it. You're on to the next chapter. There is light at the end of the tunnel, which is great. Um, and you kind of hinted at this. Um, you know, throughout what you just said, but what would you say if you could pick something, what was the hardest part about this whole process up until this point? Um, And you you did mention, you know, you had to, um, you know, sacrifice a lot, but were there like other things specifically that you can pinpoint in your career that kind of stand out? I would say um, the hardest part is realizing how much of your life that you're missing out on you know especially in your prime years um you're pretty much in school for most of your 20s and early 30s (laughs) so that's super hard um and then you see your friends um you know your age traveling and buying their first cars buying their first homes um when you're in a room studying for large parts of your day or like working 12 plus hours so all of that can definitely get taxing um Yes, I did have to sacrifice a lot, Um, like obvious one being sleep, (laughs) but um, on different aspects of life too, such as family, you know, like when you can't attend a cousin's wedding or uh, miss a friend's graduation, um, I feel like I did my best um, to kind of make it to important events and stay connected, Um, but it definitely wasn't always possible. With that being said though, it's important to focus on the positives, like realizing how much I'm gaining in other aspects, such as knowledge, um, a career that I absolutely love and gives me purpose. So realizing all of that really balanced things out for me and motivated me to continue with this journey. Right, and that's amazing. And I think that's almost, you know, validation that you found your passion because it it keeps you going right yeah yeah (laughs) um so you know throughout that entire process did you would you say you had a sufficient amount of outlets to cope um and get through it and you know was art kind of related to any of these coping mechanisms um yeah definitely art is one of my favorite outlets, um, to be quite honest. I, I really enjoy drawing in particular, um, focusing on the little details and kind of getting lost in the intricacies of a project is so very soothing for me. Um, it kind of helps me detach from reality for a bit and calms me down. It's almost like meditative in, in a way, kind of immersing myself into this one project. Um, so I'm really glad I had an outlet like that and, um, you know, Right. That's amazing. Um, so talented. So proud. All the stuff that you do. <laughs> so how did you first get into art? Was this, um, you know, did it stem from something or was were you always just nat- naturally gravitating towards art? I um, remember actually art being my favorite class in elementary school and something that I always look forward to. Um, my family and I moved a lot growing up, um, so it was kind of challenging to transition into new schools and new social groups and new people like every few years. Uh, so through all of that, um, it felt like art 
with something that remains stable. You know, I, I can express myself without uh, feeling out of place. It was it was a creative outlet for me almost, and it felt like my safe space. Um, so that interest kind of stuck with me ever since then. Wow, that's awesome. Um, again. Not everyone could say that. Art was definitely not my favorite class. <laughs> like, resort to stick figures all the time. So that's really cool. <laughs> um, so just now kind of shifting over a little bit. Talk, you know, w- would you say you are able to find parallels in art to medicine? Um, I, I personally didn't find parallels between art and medicine until I, I did my ophthalmology elective actually um I I remember seeing like a couple of corneal transplants in my first day of optosurgery and a couple cataract surgeries and I, I was just so captivated you know to be honest like it, it was seeing art play out in real life like um realizing how much accuracy and the precision that these micro procedures require was amazing um and like drawing you need such great level of attention to detail to perform these micro procedures so all of that really appealed to me and you know that's what really initially sparked my interest in in ophthalmology um so i kind of feel incredibly blessed to be able to incorporate that creative outlet uh, into my career through through ophthalmology and that's really cool because i think you know from from like an outsider you know looking at art and then looking at medicine not many people would be able to find parallels or you know make that connection or basically you know apply skills that you've developed mm-hmm. within both yeah so i think that's yeah. really cool <laughs> and, and just kind of you know piggybacking off of that I think a lot of people sometimes get this impression, um, and and it's rightfully so, right, that med students aren't quite real people. Um, And and what I mean is, I I think it's strongly encouraged that medicine is your life. You know, it takes over all aspects of your life. It's your number one priority forever. what are you, what are your thoughts on that? And would you say it's important to have interests outside of medicine? Yeah, I mean, it it is an extremely, like, rigorous and time-consuming field, like, the journey and the career in general. Um, So I definitely understand where people can be coming from when they think that. Um, There are a lot of things that are out of your control, um, especially as a medical student. You basically have very little control over your time. Um, And it does get somewhat easier later in your career. because as a practicing physician, you can have more flexibility as to how you want to practice and where you want to practice and basically structure your schedule to kind of better achieve that work-life balance and better match your goals in general. Um, so, um, but yeah, going back to the second part of your question, I, I feel like it's, it's extremely important to have interests outside of medicine. Um, because as amazing as the profession is, um, it can easily lead to burnout when you don't have those healthy outlets. Um, and again, this is me speaking from my very limited experience here, um, but uh, day in and day out, you are introduced to some of the most vulnerable parts of a patient's life, which, which is an extreme privilege, um, but can also become taxing. So it's, it's definitely necessary to have that healthy escape uh, that allows for that clarity when you need it. Okay. 
Thank you for that. And, you know, for anyone that's listening out there, whether you might be at the same level that Nalima's at or just starting out in your journey, let this be a public service announcement that <laughs> as an incoming healthcare provider, it's, it's most definitely important to, you know, take care of your own health as well. Yes, yes. <laughs> So I'd like to kind of close off with two very deep, profound questions. Not that the rest of this hasn't been deep so far, but (laughs) maybe just kind of picking your brain a little more. Um, How would you say you define success? You know, you're about to graduate medical school. You definitely had a fair amount of, you know, accomplishments, quite more than, you know, a a lot of people um, who are just beginning their journey until they get to that point and you know can look up to you in that light so what what would you say you define success as and after 20 years as a practicing physician what kind of success would you have hoped to achieve i i would say success to me is playing a positive role in something that is meaningful to you um and that can be anything like from being a good parent or um, running your own business or focusing on self-growth and it's not a one and done deal uh, because it's it's something that you need to work towards and improve at every day you know like me graduating medical school can be seen as a success but for me to be really successful at medicine itself, um, I'll need to continuously put in that time and put in that effort into re- refining my knowledge and skills to be a good clinician. Um, in, in 20 years as a practicing physician, um, I hope to have achieved success by um, contributing positively to my profession and whether that be through teaching or research but to give back to ophthalmology um, also by performing substantial service on a regular basis I, I feel like there is a higher purpose to my life and there is a reason why I'm given the opportunities that I am so using those to do good for the world is definitely one of my biggest goals um, And then kind of going back to what we were talking about earlier, um, but I hope to achieve that nice work-life balance where I can not only have and focus on my career, um, but also other things that are extremely important to me, such as family, uh, friends, uh, relationships, and, you know, self-growth. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, You, and you definitely will, dude. I'm, I'm so excited to you 20 years later and see like all the cool crazy things that you've done which is just super exciting <laughs> i feel like you're like my biggest fan oh no, don't do that oh my god <laughs> you definitely do <laughs> so and then i just like to close off you know by asking you what advice would you tell to 18 year old nalima just starting out in her medical journey or you know any other 18 year olds out there pre-millennial about being pre-med about being in medical school and aspiring for a future career in medicine and basically making sure that they do have some sort of outlet whether it be creative or not (laughs) in terms of advice i i would ask them 
to be true to themselves. Um, a lot of people, especially in the brown community, <laughs> go into the medical profession influenced by external factors uh, like parents or their reputation. So really try to understand what's motivating you to pursue this field. Um, because like we talked about earlier, there will be a lot of sacrifices ahead a lot of things beyond your control. So without that internal drive, um, you may find yourself being miserable when things do get really hard and you're not able to pull yourself out of that. Um, when you feel like you do have that passion for medicine, um, do your best to explore and learn more about the field. Um, and that can be through volunteering or shadowing or any activity like that. But just make sure that you know what medicine entails in terms of the timeline, the work life, and have realistic expectations about the journey. Um, and once you realize that it is the best fit for you, uh, work hard to achieve it uh, because it will be an incredibly rewarding and meaningful career uh, for most people. Um, and then another thing I would say is to hold on, hold on to things that are important to you, uh, like hobbies and relationships, because those will become necessary outlets uh, throughout your journey. You know, I, I really believe that uh, no success is ever achieved alone and the support and encouragement that you receive from friends and family is, is priceless um, and it will motivate you to keep going when things do become difficult. Very, very powerful stuff. Uh, thank you again, Nalima, for taking the time to share your thoughts. I know it's definitely not been a walk in the park, not been an easy journey, but um, I'm really grateful for the insights I've gotten from you in this conversation and, and you know, seeing you through this journey, which is amazing. I hopefully for everyone that's listening, some of these thoughts provoke some sort of reflection, insight, or, you know, just knowledge into the field of medicine and what this journey is like. <laughs> Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I mean, this is so much fun. It, it, it was such an honor to be a part of this and share my thoughts with you and everyone listening. Uh, Karishma is so energetic oh and incredibly passionate about everything she does. And, and it's so contagious. And I'm so glad that she's able to share a part of that with you all through this podcast. So thank you. Gosh, making me blush. <laughs> <laughs> all right everyone thank you again that is a wrap thanks for listening and remember we are always 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 here to kill it with kb